I'm looking for similarities in the way troublemakers think. This is Steve Sinclair, co-founder of Trouble Group. Join me as I learn from others who are shaking things up. Well, here's trouble. Sean Weisbord is director of sales at Burn Along, based in Maryland. They invented an online video and social motivation community that helps people achieve their health goals or overcome other challenges. I'll let Sean tell you more about it because it's precisely how they did that which defines them as troublemakers in a somewhat crowded industry. But in my opinion, it's not crowded at all for Burn Along. They're standing way out in front of other companies. Inc. Magazine described Burnalong as, quote, pioneering a new approach to wellness that actually sticks, end quote. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here with you. Great to have you. We've had a chat before this, got to know each other, and I've been reading up even more on your company, and I just love what you guys are doing. So tell us about the marketplace before Burnalong came into it. Burnalong's marketplace, really, really in terms of corporate health and wellness, for many years was not on the radar for a lot of people and a lot of companies. Over the last, I would say, six, seven years, um, the more innovative companies and and companies that consistently, you know, rank among companies that are that are listed as you know top fifty to work for or top hundred companies to work for, they all had a health wellness program. Um, and that might've consisted of, Hey, you know, you go to the gym, we'll pay for your gym membership, or we're going to do health screenings. And, you know, so it was somewhat limited in terms of corporate health and wellness, you know, and, and some of the companies really, you know, you look at some of the bigger companies I have a friend of mine who works in Google in New York. Um, they have a huge gym in, in their beautiful building. And, you know, I asked them, I said, hey, how many people, you know, actually work out there? And the response and, and this I've gotten from so many, you know, so many different companies that, I, that I've talked to is the people that, you know, are muscle heads or look good in spandex. <laughs> and, you know, the bottom line is as a corporation and as a company, when you're providing health insurance for your employees, these are the, exactly the people that you don't have to worry about. Right. Because they're generally into their health and wellness, and you know that's they're they're okay, they're pretty healthy. So you know the idea of you know that that was the marketplace of yeah, we'll pay for your gym membership, and and you know hopefully will that that'll go well. The problem is eighty percent of the people who you know are employees aren't really going to the gym that often. My wife and I are on a plan, and it's corporate, and they incentivized us to join some sort of gym. We joined the Y. And I've never opened their website again. I have a little personal portal on it. I don't open it. They didn't measure whether I actually go to the gym. They have no metrics on me whatsoever. And that's a fascinating uh, situation that you guys walked into, which is a good transition to the next point, which is I'm particularly interested in all the different kinds of companies who will pull you into their health offerings. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's a, it's amazing the cross section of 
of different companies and municipalities. We have entire cities um, who give all their employees um, access to burn along. We have nursing homes who, you know, right now it's incredibly stressful working in any healthcare related field and nursing homes, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic, not fun. Um, and we have nursing homes using us. We have insurers and brokers who are introducing us to their clients. We have entire universities, not just for their employees, but also for students that go. So now they're giving them access as well because they realize the first year or the second year in college can be incredibly disruptive and really, really tough to deal with. And we see a tremendous response of people being able to work out on Burnalong and people to, able to use Burnalong as for mental wellness as well. Even if it's a quick 10 minute class, it's a quick five minute class, life, you know, meditation, getting some life coaching tips and the ability to do that wherever and whenever they can has been in a tremendous, tremendous uh, source of engagement from all the people using us. So we have literally, I tell people the youngest person working out on Burnalong is six weeks old doing a mommy and me class. The oldest person is a 97 year old guy with Parkinson's. The choice and variety is really incredible on Burn Along. It's really, we have a whole mind, whole body, whole life attitude towards uh, being there for people. That's awesome. Let's jump into the user experience, the management experience, and like pick, pick your subject, maybe a large employer. Okay, so the user experience is, is pretty amazing, and, and really the focus has been about ease of use. And we found that with, with people struggling with their health and wellness, their engagement levels with burn along is unbelievably high. And it's even higher than people who are, who are self-described as go to the gym three times a week. What we've really focused on was starting with bite-sized pieces. Now, just a bird's eye view, we're an app, we're on your computer, iPad, smart TV. So it's really, we want to be there with you whenever you need us. So in terms of the app, you just sign up easily. It's, you know, first name, last name, email address, and really you're off to the races. And what you'll see is a few questions and we want to be able to focus your needs specifically with your user experience. So what we do is we'll ask you a few questions based on your responses, we're going we're gonna to surface more content that will be more relatable to you and really match up with your interests. So somebody who's, who goes to the gym three or four times a week, or is a big cyclist, they're going to go to a level six classes where they're really, really challenging classes. And then people who are literally haven't done anything for 20 years, they might start with a five-minute nutritional tip class on burn along or a five minute meditation, stress management. And then once they start engaging with those bite-sized classes, then what we see over and over is they start engaging more and more. And you have the option, much like uh, Netflix, you have the option at the end of every class, we ask you, hey, was that too easy for you? Was that just right? Was that too hard? Based on your responses, we're going to continue to learn about you in terms of what we can surface in terms of the different classes that are available on Burn Along. So you're doing a lot of data collection on the users. We're doing a lot of data collection that we're not sharing and that we're not selling to other companies. So in terms of, you know, we have an algorithm 
People get nervous and understandably, people get nervous about, hey, what are you doing? That's my data. Everything is anonymized and we don't, we don't see that. But at the same time, what we're able to do is give corporations and companies that sign up with us, we're able to give them quarterly reporting and they get the information of, hey, 30% of people in this location are taking yoga classes. And they might use that as I want to get an in-person instructor, you know, once a month or whatever it is, they'll focus that on yoga. Another location might be more interested in financial wellness because they're taking financial wellness classes. They might say, hey, you know, we need to get somebody in here to talk about that. Clearly, this is something that our employees are interested in. So really, the data is there to be used anonymously. There are situations we have uh, hospitals doing trials with Burnalong, and they get permission from the people that, that are involved in the trials, so they get permission for them to de-anonymize data. The other day you mentioned if, you, if management were to see a large number of people in a particular town taking karate classes. Yeah, that's a, it's an amazing thing. And, and to be quite honest, we didn't even have that in mind. There was, one, there was one particular company that had a location that was taking a lot of self-defense classes. And when they learned that, the management said, hey, what's going on here? And it turns out, and they did a quick survey, and it turns out that the people didn't feel comfortable leaving that location in the evening and night, especially in the winter when it gets dark early. And what they did in response, they contracted a lighting company so they could have much brighter lighting outside in the parking lot for people to feel safe and secure. So it's really an amazing thing to be able to use that data um, as a company. And we're giving that to them when they sign on to burn along. That's a great way to use anonymized data. I think that's brilliant. Mm. Um, so I imagine during COVID-19, it must be easy to sell this into all these different kinds of companies. So the answer is it, it definitely is easier. There are a lot of companies and the biggest issue in terms of corporate health and wellness has always been the sense of urgency. So companies understand that, hey, we need to do something about this. But in terms of the sense of urgency, it was, it was always kind of like, yeah, I want to do it. Um, and we do have, you know, we saw a tremendous amount of success before COVID-19. Our growth rates are ridiculously good. At the same time, that sense of urgency since COVID-19 has brought in companies at, at a much faster rate. And the turnaround time in terms of getting them to sign on has been amazingly quick. So, you know, we have companies with 5,000 people. We have companies with 200 people. And, you know, the sales cycle used to be a lot longer because they would like, you know, they wanted to know the ROI. and and understandably so, it's always harder to quantify the direct ROI. Um, what we've seen is, you know, health and wellness programming, the people who have them and companies that have them, they're much more productive, their employees are happier, and they're much more efficient. And their healthcare costs usually go down because they have happier and healthier people in the workplace. At the same time, that sense of urgency has multiplied tremendously since COVID-19. We had a situation literally last week where a company of 12,000 people signed within 19 hours. Wow. And yeah, they, they realized that, holy cow, we need something. You know, we need something to do health and wellness. We've got a nice gym in the building that nobody's using. 
and a lot of people are being stuck at home. This is a serious issue. And they said, yeah, let's do this. So it was really, really just an incredibly quick turnaround. And we're seeing that more and more. We've talked a lot about uh, users and managers, but we haven't talked about the whole other side of the business. In fact, two other sides. Uh, as you sell this into more and more companies, your trainer base has to grow as well, correct? Absolutely. And what we always offer to every company, you know, certain companies have actual, um, they have wellness professionals and they might have a gym and they have their instructors that are actually in-house. And we encourage each and every company that we sign that, hey, if you have people that you work with, let's get them on burn along. They can throw up their classes. And then you're having that constant touch with people who wouldn't necessarily go to, you know, go to the gym in-house but they might take a class with their colleague who they're really, really good friends with when they go home and they could do it at 7.30 at night or maybe in the morning before they have to get onto the computer for work. They can just jump on a class with those trainers that now they're going to be more familiar with. We also have a tremendous influx of gyms. It's been devastating for gyms. COVID-19 has just been absolutely devastating. I just saw Gold's Gym entered bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. So we've had, we've had gyms sign on with us um, and they'll throw all their trainers and instructors, they'll put classes on to burn along, and then they're buying memberships for all their members. Because right now it's really, really tough and people aren't getting anything out of their membership. So now gyms are looking to us as a solution to say, hey, we can actually still you know, connect with our members even without being able to be there in person. Right. So is Bernalong thinking about going international? Great question, Steve. So internationally, we have 26 countries in which we have users, which is awesome. Really, we, we want to go global with this. Um, there's no reason why not to. And you know, it's, it's one of those things that as we have more users across the world, we're, you know, we're just looking to expand our, our base in terms of companies that use us overseas. And now our instructors that are coming overseas, we, we, we had a, we had a gym from, I forget, I, I think it was Austria who just signed on to burn along and they, they just saw us and they said, I think it was on LinkedIn or wherever it was. And they were like, yeah, we need this. It's been pretty exciting. And that's, that's where we see this coming. There's absolutely nothing holding us back to going global. This experience has many of the components built into it of the process of going to a gym, being around other people, having your friends there, getting to know a trainer, becoming loyal to a trainer. And those things, in, in terms of selling this into gyms, would, would uh, I'm certain, cut the astronomical drop-off rate of membership in these gyms. Not, leaving COVID-19 out of it, if gyms could continue to think this way of using this as an asset, they would continue to have higher retention rates, right? That's a great point, Steve. In the beginning, it's funny because in the beginning, Bernalong got pushback from trainers because they didn't want to cannibalize their own following. And they said, hey, if somebody could take my class on Bernalong, why would they come in person? And what we've seen and what the trainers and instructors on Bernalong have seen over and over is that it was quite the opposite and it was counterintuitive. What happened was they got exposed to a whole lot of people that would not have gotten exposed to them through Burnalong. 
and realize that, hey, I have this trainer and instructor that I didn't even know existed that's 15 minutes from my house and their own following and their own business in person actually grew from it because of the exposure and because of the, their branding really that got exposed on Burnalong to so many more people. I've talked to trainers from, from California that had a couple of thousand people in the company that they were working in as an in-house instructor. And they said, but you know what? That's not enough for me. I want to reach out to other people. I want to affect people in a positive way, in a larger way. And they were like, Burnalong is the only thing that I can think of that would allow me that reach. And this is really an opportunity for instructors and, and trainers to really increase their global reach without cannibalizing, in fact, building their brand and building their following. So you have the opportunity on Burnalong to follow trainers that you like, to follow instructors that you like. You can rate them if you like a particular class. Once you follow them, you'll get an email update or a little ping on your phone saying, hey, your favorite trainer just, just uploaded a new class onto Burnalong. So those are really, really cool things that instructors and trainers love. And the user experience has been amazing because they're getting exposed to people who actually motivate them. And it's funny because one of the big things on Burnalong, we always, we always like to say that we, you know, we'd like to be the Spotify and we really have become the Spotify of the fitness industry. In other words, you know, what talks to me doesn't necessarily talk to you, Steve. You know, and what talks to me doesn't necessarily talk to a 55-year-old African-American woman because I'm not one. Right. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that your typical workout and your typical workout DVD and DVD, you know, or video that you might watch, it's going to be that typical 24-year-old from New York or Los Angeles with washboard abs and, you know, beautiful model looks. And I always say to people, that's great for people who are motivated already or feel like, yeah, I can relate to that. But what about the 300-pound guy in accounting who hasn't done anything that's depressing, that's not inspirational? We want to be there for everybody, including and specifically the people who struggle with their health and wellness. And that might start with a mental wellness class or a physical fitness class Right. that's easy and just an introduction to, I can do this. And this is not something out of my reach. Yeah. And it incentivizes trainers out there to get inventive so they can differentiate themselves in a global, at least a national currently, and soon a global ecosystem of trainers. They're going to have to get inventive to rise to the top and use this platform successfully, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the bottom line is the, the interests are very much aligned in terms of how Bernalong compensates their instructors. Um, and trainers. So what we do is we put aside a, you know, a certain percentage of revenue every month, and that percentage of revenue goes to the instructors and trainers. And the way it's divvied up, that pie is split up based on minutes watched for that month. And you know, we feel like, hey, this is an opportunity for really great content to surface, you know, and, and content that's engaging. Yeah. Um, to this quickly, and then the other, you know, the other content, it's gonna, it'll be okay, right? And they'll have their own following, and that's fine. Exactly, and they they might do all right from that, and it will still build their brand, and they'll still get the exposure. But at the same time, it's not going to get them that bigger slice of the pie. So the incentives 
are very, very much aligned, which, you know, which we felt a burn along was very, very important to getting the best content in terms of engaging. And, and like I said, it's so funny what I call the best content and what you might call the best content and what somebody else might call the best content could be totally different. Yep. That's the cool thing about it, that we do have something for everybody. We have literally, we have people with Parkinson's working out on our platform. We have adaptable workouts for people who, you know, are in stuck in wheelchairs. Um, we've got, we have, you know, specific programming for cancer survivors, for people struggling with diabetes. And it's amazing the different communities that we have on Burn Along and the opportunity for people to really just get engaged wherever they're at. Sean, I've heard a lot of things that differentiate Burn Along from other companies, but I'm sure you've probably got a more specific list. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's three things that really differentiate Burn Along from any other platform um, in the health and wellness space. Number one is the choice and diversity. So really catering to everybody. So we're talking thousands of classes online, over 45 different categories. And at this point, we're over 500 different instructors. So, you know, what doesn't necessarily work for you might work for me. And I'm going to find something on there, as will everybody else on Burn Along. They're going to find something that talks to them, be it, you know, mental wellness, physical fitness, financial wellness, whatever it is across those different categories, you're going to find something for you. And number two is the social. And this is huge. This is unique to Burn Along. Nobody else has this. It's the, the opportunity to have real live motivation on our platform. So when you get, you know, when you sign on to Burn Along and you start a class, or even before you can schedule a class, you can invite up to three other people that can work out with you. So you're viewing that video and you're working out and you're seeing three of your friends or three of your colleagues, whoever it is on that platform and you're watching it together so you can see each other hear each other and motivate each other without that you know sure could you do that on facetime you have that latency that you don't have on burn along we've really cut down on that so while it may be good for a conversation facetime on burn along you can actually <clears throat> you can actually work out together with each other and without that latency and you can see each other and more importantly motivate each other to keep going and inspire each other. So that's number two. And number three is the personalization. So we talked about that, you know, about the personalization of Burn Along, the machine learning is so key um, to surfacing content that might talk to you. And the idea, you know, the idea that, you know, well, I can jump on YouTube. The amount, you know, the amount of YouTube classes that you have to go through to find something that actually works for you is mind boggling. And I don't know about you, but for me, once I get onto YouTube, I tend to go down a rabbit hole <laughs> because I'm a fan of, you know, comedy and all of a sudden I'll check out this five minute, you know, comedic clip. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to work. All of a sudden it's 10 PM and I haven't worked out. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. So those are the real. Those are the three top things that really differentiate um, Burn Along: the choice and diversity of offerings in terms of the classes and instructors, and you have the social, real, live motivation that you have nowhere else. 
as well as the personalization. Those are the key, you know, the key differentiators to burn along. And that's what we see drives the engagement so much. And that goes back to the quote in Inc. Magazine that you guys are pioneering a new approach to wellness that actually sticks. That's why it sticks, right? Without a doubt. And one thing that I neglected to mention is that when corporations sign up with us, you know, I mentioned the fact that it's whole mind, whole body, whole life. It's also whole family. And what we realized early on is that the increased engagement when people take classes together with other people is just astronomical. I think it's like 39% more classes being taken um, once you introduce that social motivation and that social aspect to burn along. What we did was we've added to every person, to every employee who gets that membership, they also have four memberships in addition to give to other family members or, or friends. That social motivation and that opportunity to include the families has been really, really tremendously, um, it, I mean, the amount of people who've mentioned to us and, and came to us and said, that's something we didn't even think about was, you know, was incredible. I, I think it's something like 60% of healthcare costs don't actually come from the employee, but comes from the employee's family. Wow. And now we're directly talking to that. So instead of that one directional experience that you have maybe watching a video, all of a sudden you have that motivation and you have that inspiration from people that, you know, love you, care about you, and it's a totally different experience. I know for myself, you know, and, and that certain accountability, you know, when I used to travel right now, that's kind of on hold, but when I used to travel for work and, you know, going to conventions and getting the word out about burn along, um, you know, if I was in a different time zone and I said, Hey, I got to get up the next morning and do a burn along class may or may not do it. If my wife who was back on the East coast was waiting for me on burn along, then I'd be there because mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you don't want you don't want to get your, your spouse upset and you want to be there and you said you're going to be there and we were able to be motivational and, and really accountable to another person, which was really uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. So, Sean, if you have time, I want to spend a little more digging into the nature of the culture in Burn Along because something is, I'm, I'm detecting there's something going on there that leads, I mean, you have a catalog of innovations that you've said to me today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I recorded this so I can go back and, <laughs> and write them all down because there's something going on in the culture there, I'm guessing. And can you, you know, this whole thing's about being a troublemaker and shaking up industries. You guys are doing a lot right. And that's, un- sorry to say in, you know, corporate America, it's unusual to be innovating at the level you guys are and thinking things through from top to bottom. I can't even frame the question right, but I know there's something there going on in your culture. Can you speak to that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know what you're saying because it is, it is very different than any other workplace that I've been. Um, it, it's, it's funny because it really, really is. And, and this is something that maybe, you know, maybe it's that startup culture, that entrepreneurial culture. It's really a sense of, hey, if you've got an idea that you think might help, go try it, go do it. And the opportunity that we have, and this is, this is kind of cool, you know, because we are a health and wellness company. So every Friday and every Monday, we start with, you know, a look back, we have a quick meeting with everybody. And obviously we used to do it in person. Um, right now it's on Zoom, but we start every meeting with one of us 
leading in a stretch, in a quick exercise, really just to, you know, to live that way and to say, hey, this isn't something we're just selling to people. This isn't something that we're, you know, just telling people about. This is this is the way we want to live our lives. That's cool. Yeah. And we start out every meeting with a nice stretch and everybody does it. Everybody participates. You know, some people stretch easier than others. Some people <laughs> do the, the exercise easier than others. But it's really just a quick one, two minute thing that we all do and get the blood pumping. And then we're able to, you know, we talk about what's going on, what's a highlight of the week, what did, you know, what's one success that we can share. And we also thank each other. Mm. So we actually go through and say, hey, you know, who's, who does your thank you go to this week? And that, that culture of, you know, recognizing that we all have each other's backs and we all have different unique talents. And whatever we're trying to do, and if somebody else needs help, that's not necessarily in my purview, but, you know, and, and a great example of this is um, we just recently had to, we redid our, our online intro ad. Mm -hmm. um, this is something I work on the sales side. I'm not on the marketing team, but it was, you know, it was something that, that I realized the last time we did a commercial and, and just with my background and doing some, you know, some acting and some voiceover work. So I voiced over a commercial that I'd, I'd worked on with, you know, with one of my colleagues and, um, and it was really good. It was, it sounded really professional, not to toot my own horn, but it came out nicely. And we realized that it was completely tone deaf after COVID-19 because it started out, there's a war on talent. There's no longer a war on talent. And we realized like, hey, we got to do something different. Called up my, you know, called up my colleague and I said, listen, we got to redo this and started spitballing. We pulled in, you know, one of the guys from the marketing team started spitballing about it. And we came up with a commercial that's much more in tune with what's going on. And the response has been tremendous because people realize like, hey, yeah, this is something I do need. This is, you know, mental wellness was not something that was on my radar necessarily. HR teams are looking for solutions for people who are working at home now. And they're going, oh, okay, here's something that I can do and give to my team members and give across the board to people that it'll really resonate with. So that was just something that me and, you know, me and a colleague came up with it and we surprised the co-founders and the rest of our team with it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we said, hey, this is some, you know, this is like a little secret project we've been working on for a few days. And hey, this is, this is what it is. You know, do you need any changes or anything? And they loved it. So that opportunity to innovate and try to figure out what works. And really, you know, our sales force, we're looking at, you know, we hear from, from the different companies that say, hey, you know, we've had some requests for this. We've had some requests for, you know, some more of that. We, you know, great example was we signed a transit company, a transit union. Mm -hmm. um, and there was not a lot of classes that were specifically for people who spent a lot of time driving, you know, trucks, buses, whatever it is. We got on there and we created programming and one of our trainers created specific programming for people who were, you know, bus drivers, train driver, train uh, conductors, people who are sitting for a long time and need to do the stretching. So we created programming for them. So we, you know, just being, being able to be really responsive to your end user has been key to driving success for us. I, yeah, I, I love that. And I highly advise everyone listening to go to burnalong.com and right on the homepage at the top, you'll see this beautiful video. I, I was blown away. I watched it three times. 
Thank it's you. It's amazing. Because it, it really, it's spot on in terms of how I feel about all this, you know. I really appreciate that. We used to complain about going to the gym, you know. Now I wish I could go. <laughs> right. It's the, it's the things we miss. And it's so funny how, how your perspective can change so quickly. Because you think about it, it's only been, what, six, seven weeks. Um, but it's amazing. We really, really miss that. And I didn't realize how much I missed that daily commute. And I don't even have such a large, long commute. But at the same time, just being in the car by yourself, being able to listen to music, being able to just chill out and get yourself together after a long day of work before getting home to you know your wife and kids or to whatever is waiting for you at home, you, you actually miss that time by yourself. Right. And that was really the catalyst for it, like those little things that maybe we would have found annoying, you know, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, we actually realized like, hey, there, there, there is something to it. Yeah. And just getting out and being by yourself. So that's, that was really the catalyst for it. And I really appreciate that you like it. Oh, Thank you. I loved it. So I want to just go slightly deeper into this because I don't feel like we've nailed it yet in terms of the culture. And we got a long ways down that road because it's, it's clear you guys are, are doing things very differently as a company you know, on a day-to-day basis. Yep. My question to you is, how is it the management? I mean, let me back up. So I've been in companies where I was the troublemaker and I was a fish out of water. I've had friends who've been in the same situation or they were, or I've seen groups of people in certain companies make a hard left turn and go off the reservation outside, you know, like do things differently and come up with something absolutely genius as a group. So they're a troublemaking group. It's rare that I hear evidence that an entire company has the culture right. I don't know where that comes from. Yep. So first of all, the the two co-founders are really, really great guys. And that goes a long way. So Daniel Friedman and Mike Cott, they have, you know, they have different strengths. And at the same time, they work together really, really well. The communication is amazing. And the that really filters down. And they've also been incredibly encouraging towards a lot of communication and not just communication within a team. We're talking communication with the tech team. So marketing and sales will meet with the tech team and we'll strategize and talk with each other. The tech team will talk to, you know, obviously there's quality control issues and we're always updating and putting out new content. One, one great example of that is um, we, now have, we now have the ability to use your phone. So this is, this is amazing because this is also like a first, we're the first company to use this. You can actually use your phone to get your resting heart rate and then to get your heart rate after you've worked out mm-hmm. just using your phone. It's an amazing, amazing technology. Cool. And yeah. that's incredible. So, you know, there was, there was talk about, okay, how do we launch this and how do we want to, you know, frame this? Because 80% of the population doesn't have wearables. Mm-hmm. So how do, you know, so who do we want to uh, put, you know, who, who are we marketing this to and who are we explaining this to? that it's actually something that's useful to them. Just examples of that, that collaboration and the opportunity to say, hey, I think I've got an idea that might work. Let's talk it out. There's constant communication between all the different teams. And we have constant meetings that if you want to sit, on, sit in on, absolutely. Like they're, they're very, very encouraging of that kind of cross-pollination just because you have different talents and you know each each person brings to the table different things and they might look at it in a different way 
that if you weren't getting their input, you'd never know about. Right. So that was really, really important. And just in terms of tech updates, we have, we have a meeting every couple of weeks just in terms of, hey, this is the roadmap. We're constantly innovating. We're constantly make, making the user experience better. This is what's on the roadmap just so the salespeople know, the marketing people know, and everybody can be on the same page, but not because, you know, hey, this is what the directive is, but hey, we'd love your feedback what do you think should take precedence? Yeah, that's awesome. And we're, you know, and we're willing to change and we're willing to shift a little bit and make room for that um, quickly, which is, which is really, really, I think, key to just keeping that innovative approach. Love it. So shifting gears, big, broad question. This is a more personal one. What would you tell your younger self? And, and by that, I, I'm going to kind of lead you. Would you always want to work with a company who's shaking up their industry? Absolutely. I, I, you know, like I mentioned, I have somewhat of a, you know, background in acting and, and voiceover work and the ability to be creative, I think is so important to who we are. And I don't mean just, you know, creative types, artists, or, you know, people who do something creative necessarily as their field, but I think everybody has a creative side to them that it's so important to keep disrupting and looking at things differently because no two people are going to look at something the exact same way. You have different experiences, you have different backgrounds that you have a unique perspective. And I think it's so important that when you're working, you know, when you're doing what you love, and I love when people say that, you know, do what you love. At the same time, it's not so specifically, I don't think it's specifically what you do but it's the ability to use your creativity and the ability to innovate and the ability to not get knocked down for doing that and actually being encouraged to do that, that makes a huge difference. So I say, yeah, disrupt and keep on disrupting. You know, this is something, Burn Along is a company that, no, we're not happy with where we're at. You know, we're content that we're growing and that we're, you know, adding users and adding companies, you know, tremendously. At the same time, we're constantly looking to innovate and constantly looking to get better at what we do. Love it. Uh, one of my questions I was going to ask is how will Burn Along continue to innovate? But I, I think I already know that. And it, it's a cultural thing. It's built into your culture. Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we started, you look at, you know, I remember starting a couple of years ago and the amount of categories literally has doubled. Um, the amount of instructors has more than doubled. The amount of classes is, you know, astronomically more on Burn Along, and they're adding, you know, new classes every day. The ability to have live classes—that's new. Mm. So we have live classes that you can actually just, you know, sign up for, and then you're doing it with other people, and that have that live experience. Um, so we're constantly looking to bring innovations and that facial metrics was a huge innovation. Nobody else has ever done just using your phone to be able to get your heart rate, your O2 level, your oxygen level. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's huge. And especially in this age of COVID-19, you know, where they say, Hey, that's something that you have to worry about. Um, that that's something nope, nobody's ever done before. And we partnered up with a company that was doing it and they loved what we were doing at Burn Along. And we said, yeah, let's do it. And our tech team amazingly was able to put it together. And, and we launched that a couple months ago. And it's, it's incredible. Well, be before we started the podcast, Sean, you told me you had some news that was going in the press this very morning. Yeah. So this morning, very, very exciting news. We just had a successful raise of $4 million. 
Um, and that will go to increasing, number one, the tech team, number two, the sales team, really, really just increasing the ability for Burnalong to get out there when it's so necessary. And this came from existing investors who you know, said, hey, we totally get it, we're in, and to new and exciting investors as well. So it's amazing the team that they've put together in terms of a board and in terms of investors that are active and who have been very, very successful on their own in terms of you know, the companies they've run and the companies that they've invested in. And they, they love what Burnalong is doing and they recognize how it's been such a disruptor in the industry. And that was just, it just points to future success and the belief that we have from our investors who are so important to us getting burnt along out there. Well, this was fun. I'm going to, I think we've exhausted it for today. And, uh, but I'm definitely, I want to keep following you guys and see how it goes. Cause I know you've got a lot of time to build this cause you're so far ahead. Steve, love talking to you. I love what you're doing in terms of, you know, just focusing on disruptors in, in every and any industry and really, really an honor and a pleasure talking with you. Absolutely. So for the listeners, Learn more about Burnalong and follow them using the handle at Burnalong on LinkedIn and Twitter. On Instagram and Facebook, search for the handle GoBurnalong. And definitely check them out and that beautiful video on their homepage, Burnalong.com. To reach Sean Weisbord, email Sean.Weisbord at Burnalong.com. That's S-E-A-N dot W-E-I-S-B-O-R-D at burnalong.com, B-U-R-N-A-L-O-N-G. Sean, absolute pleasure. We'll be in touch very soon. Thank you so much, Steve. Have a great day. This has been a Trouble Group podcast. Learn more about us at troublegroup.com. If you're a troublemaker and want to be on the podcast, email steve at troublegroup.com. Thank you.